0: Strapped in the trenches, making moves going all out, everyday handle business, you know that the hustle don't stop, got my team, let's get it, reviewing books and talk stocks, steady keep it moving, so you gon' wanna tune in, get low down. it's an app, get local food on demand, delivery right to your home, everything in the palm of your hand, took hard work and dedication, come through, join the conversation, this is history up in the making, we just wanna be an inspiration, Hey, let's go.
1: We are live. Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. I figured today we'd call this everybody's podcasting these days because we've got Jay Wong coming on and Jay actually, talk about a seasoned vet, he sent me an intro for himself. I sent him all these questions and he's like, I'll keep this really easy for you. Here's the intro I want. I shared it with you guys. So we'll give him a little shout out here before he's coming on in 30 Jay Wong is CEO of Podcast Your Brand, a marketing company that builds podcasts that generate hundreds of thousands of dollars for their clients. Their market is very fast growing and Podcast Your Brand is uniquely positioned to disrupt the entire industry with its unique approach to generating guaranteed ROI for their clients. They've worked with household names like Procter and Gamble and also smaller emerging brands, as well as thought leaders the knowledge experts to help rapidly accelerate growth in their category. His agency has been working with franchise companies listed on the Inc. 5000 to increase their retention rates of new operators by a minimum of 15%, as well as increasing their annual sales by an average of 21%. Learn more about him and his company at podcastyourbrand.co. You know, he, guys, in Jay's credit, he reached out, took the initiative to come on our podcast Naturally, that makes a lot of sense for his business to showcase his talent, seeing we're building a podcast. I'm sure he's thinking, hey, maybe Bootstrapped in the Trenches could be a potential client. We'll see what Jay's got. I'm very curious because you know, we've had this podcast going on for a few months now. I know for all of us, it's not our front and center priority by any means. It's a fun side thing we do weekly. In saying that, I think we're going to have the opportunity here at some point to monetize this. And it'll be very interesting to see what angle we want to take about doing that. There's a couple of different ways we could go about it. One being actually having sponsors where we give them shout outs on our show. Others being people paying to have our content fill up their airways. So we'll see. There, I, I actually had an interesting talk today, guys, with this. One of our former guests, Rand Jenkins, kudos to him, connected me with this guy, Steven, who is actually, he launched this on-demand comedy platform to connect comics with businesses, restaurants, like places that want to have entertainment virtually, which I think is very clever. Yeah, I love Uh, that. Yeah, he's based in New York, actually. So we'll have him on the podcast in a few weeks. I'm going to keep in touch with him. Supposedly, he's got some comics in our markets. So there could be some good synergies there for uh, pop-ups.
2: Yeah, that's so, a really
1: neat idea. I thought it. Was, I think it's really clever. It's funny because Jake and I have talked for years about how off, like way more off the grid these comics really are, and they need to be almost like chefs. Twenty years ago, where they the celebrity chef movement took off, comedy there it seems very untapped. Maybe yeah, there's synergies true. for us.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Actually, I saw a comic uh, I thought it was pretty cool in, in uh, Central Park when I mean, just literally a group of people were just sitting down and the comic just went up and started performing. And it was awesome. That's that how Chris so Rock got his start. Yeah. yeah. Smart. Yeah. That's it's just cool. be shameless. As I know. know.
2: And when it's I was, so like, that's what you got to love about New York. Like, you only see that type of thing in a place like New York. Yeah. We were talking sure. about that to, earlier, me and Steven.
1: The energy is like, yeah, that's why I'm here, man. It's just like, you can't put into words the culmination of that with people just trying to make it and do different things. He's like, I just sense it for sure. So that, that, that it was cool to see when I was in New York the last few months, random people just standing up on like a stoop and just reciting. And I'm like, man, that's dope. So yeah, Dan, what's going on current event
2: wise? I mean, I guess the biggest thing that people are going to want to talk about is just the polls and the fact that we have an election right around the corner. And something that blindsided me today that I didn't even realize is that they're doing another debate on Thursday. Do you guys know that?
1: I had no idea. Uh, Are they really? Yes, I'm here. I think. uh, Let's actually – During the Giants-Eagles game? Who (laughs) would have
0: (laughs) thought? If it was any other year, but I guess since both the Giants and Eagles – Kind of going downhill. Uh, I mean, hey, Corey, a, the division's still wide open.
1: There, you might win three games this year and win it. Uh, you're absolutely right. The Giants were gift wrapped to win yesterday. For our viewers, we're uh, we're all New York sports fans. Between us, there's one victory in <laughs> Jets Giants right now. I don't even I talk about. They should have a toilet bowl between those two teams when Seriously. you think about it. Oh, I, utter disaster. Like Washington yeah. gift wrapped the Giants a win yesterday. Only the Redskins or not the Redskins, the Washington football team, I'm sorry, who still has yet to come up with a name. I would fire that whole marketing department. Like, yeah, seriously. Like like that's all you (laughs) could come
0: up with, Washington football team. They had yeah, (laughs) all this time, and that's what they come up with. Like that. The the funny thing is
2: the Giants could still win their division now. Yeah, I don't see it. I think the
1: Eagles win that easily, but we'll see.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Carson Wentz kind of sucks. He kind of sucks. He keeps forgetting how he gets hurt. He runs around like a fragile box.
0: I don't understand. You know?
1: Yeah, they should no. call him Fragile okay. Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, the polls—it'll be interesting. Two weeks from the election debate Thursday night, and
2: uh, I can't wait. For it. So that's okay. confirmed. So it's—they're saying there's a chance it still gets canceled, but as of now, there is a debate Thursday night.
1: I cannot Thanks. wait for this damn election to be over with. Oh. I
0: know. I, know
2: I, I remember
1: this four years ago too, this fatigue settling in. Oh, yeah. I re- never forget that because I was at a dinner in LA with this kid, his girlfriend, and two other groups of people. They were just in such intense conversations about this, the past election. I was like, man, I am so pumped for this to be over with. Deja vu all over again, four years later.
0: Yeah, yeah cannot wait. Oh. just Get on. People talk
1: about different things. I don't recall this. Be, I think Trump just brings it out in people, the,
0: the yeah, arguing, because I don't
1: remember this being like this before he ran for president at all.
0: I know at all. I mean, every single thing is political now, from wearing a face mask to anything else you do is becomes political. <laughs> yeah,
2: It's almost a reason to just want Biden to win, because, you know, it'll just kind of shut people up. You know, yeah, if Trump trick. wins. The dialogue is going to continue, and it's just going to be this political world where it's going to be annoying. If Trump Either wins, way, or L-O-D. but he's
0: a lame duck at that point, right? Yeah, exactly. I think either way, people just stop talking about it. They either yeah. just because then they'll have to just deal with it, or Biden wins. Well, if, and
1: yeah, most people exactly. will be happy. Yeah, if Trump yeah. wins, he's not going to care anyway. He'll be he'll he will be he can not win again, so you'll have him. He'll poke fun randomly at the notion of being able to run again because he's Trump. <laughs> just to get people's like, oh, I've heard many smart people say I should give this another shot. But you know, <laughs> that'll um it it's been entertaining for sure. I don't know what people are gonna talk about. That's, yeah. like his well, sports have been on a back burner to say the least. They're just not the same. Not the same. The it's ratings have been abysmal.
2: And yeah. I have not been able to find myself interested in it at all. Like I the fans stand power yeah. of them. Well, yeah, I think it's weird because, uh, you know, without people being able to go to games, you, you don't get the chance to even think about maybe going to a game. You're not talking to people who went to games. It just changes the whole dynamic of it. And then it's just like you're watching a game you can't even attend. I don't know. That's I haven't cool. been watching sports at all.
1: Watching the Giants yesterday there were like when they went up for an extra point and seeing zero fans, some of these teams have allowed some fans. You've got to open up the floodgates a little here. At least yeah. let some people in. The whole empty seat thing doesn't work. You heard some of the games, there were crowds getting pumped up.
0: I mean, you know, I don't understand Yeah, It's outdoors. Most of uh, the football stadiums are outdoors, they're very spread out. Like, why not let 25 to 50% capacity and, and just spread them out? It makes no sense. I think it depends it's, on the state, the, you know, the. Yeah, politics. I know. Like, if you could fill up good. an airplane, you should be able to do, you know, a stadium.
2: Sure. It's kind of interesting seeing like how some stadiums have no people, some stadiums have a lot, some have a few. In the college stadium, some have been going crazy with fans. Like, oh, it's like COVID stadium. doesn't
0: exist. Wait, didn't well, it, Nick, Nick Saban just come down with COVID like, yeah, uh, right. a few days ago? Yeah, yeah that's, that's
2: pretty nuts. I think he's tested positive now, like four day, or negative four days in a row. He's going to be able to coach this week.
1: That guy, yeah, he couldn't even live with himself. The notion of not coaching a game, are you kidding me? I know, Nick I know. Saban? I bet you he heard that and he's like, no, we're retesting me till this
0: is negative. Guaranteed. I heard he was running uh, practices on Zoom. Really? Yeah. Not shocking. It's like running drills. Like
1: I imagine some of his players like hearing he has COVID and been like, ah, oh, I don't have to see that asshole for like five yeah, days. Thank <laughs> so God. You know, like I yeah. can't even, Im- I know like the next level talent there definitely loves Saban because they're, you know, he's an NFL churning factory. But yeah. there's no doubt there are certain guys on that team that are not going to make it in the NFL that are like, I hate this guy. With the <laughs> I used to
0: you get know? so pumped during like my soccer yeah. days or basketball days. If my coach there, all my coaches were like kind of assholes and I'd be so pumped when they like didn't show up or they were sick or had something going on. It's like the it's substitute the teacher,
1: you know, when yeah, you had exactly. that awful teacher that showed was sick one day and made our day as kids yes. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I was so amped up when, like, there was a teacher I detested not in school. And I was like, oh, yeah. man,
0: I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah, it was like vacation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Day off. Corey, what do we got? Food for thought. Oh, food for thought. All right. I got a recipe of the day that I wanted to share with you guys. Mm. Wait, it's, we, uh, uh,
2: there's uh, Quizmaster Oh, Conch. no.
0: Quizmaster
1: Conj is coming on in
0: five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's
1: nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah so Quizmaster Conj, uh, my package got delayed. And then he sent me like an Instacart grocery, but it still hasn't come yet. So I see what happens.
1: So Khan like should be in charge of like flight delays around the country. He he's just <laughs> that's who comes to mind when I see any flight delay. Sean Connell.
0: Well, yeah, because that's that, that's his jam. He used to. I like- know.
1: <laughs> it would just be funny if he was the voice in every airport that was like, oh, I'm sorry, uh, your flight's been pushed <laughs> <lunch> back, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> All right, so the recipe of the week this week is uh, I figured everyone would like it. It's banana chocolate chip muffins, but it's a healthy version. Mm. So literally, it's so easy. All you need is two bananas, two eggs, a teaspoon of vanilla, a tablespoon of honey, baking soda, and peanut butter, and you just bake it in the oven. It's 15 minutes and you get beautiful chocolate chip muffins. I don't know if you can see, but they're a hundred calories and you can literally eat 12 of them for a hundred calories. So they literally oh. kind of- Corey, yeah, did do. you send me some during this podcast? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, can
2: you repeat the recipe? I'm going to write it down. Yeah. stream. All right.
0: So you, it's, let me know when you're ready. All right, I'm ready. All right, you got two ripe bananas, two eggs. Okay. okay one cup peanut butter okay a, ta- a tablespoon of vanilla okay two tablespoons of honey one half teaspoon of baking powder and then uh, as much chocolate chips or as little as you want so the recipe calls for like four chocolate chips in each muffin because they're small little ones um but yeah, that makes 12, I believe, and there are, it's 100 calories total. So there's not much in it at all. Nice. I like that. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's 7.5 grams of carbs for anyone watching or interested, 2, 2.9 grams of protein and only 6.5 grams of fat and 100 calories. So mm. anyone watching these days, I know a lot of people you know, got the COVID-15, COVID-30 trying to cut down. And this really does a trick. I had it. They were awesome really quick and easy snack to make. And um, yeah, figured I'd highlight some good snacks going forward. And Corey, I love where your head's at. What we need to figure out is for our viewers, since we're on
1: B-Town Menus, Hungry Buffs, and Lodell Facebook, how can we turn this into a product for our restaurant so we can deliver it?
0: It's a great idea. Mm. Um, yeah, we need to get a restaurant to start offering these. But yeah, sure. if
1: you're listening, Jared, I know you're an how innovator. Let's get you in the kitchen.
2: Was I was literally yeah. thinking butches would be perfect for this. Oh, uh, Jared
1: can whip up anything. Like I, I would love to try his chocolate chip cookies, homemade. I Dude, feel his like I his cookies
0: call. are unbelievable.
1: That guy, I'll tell you, he was single handedly responsible for me weighing when I was in Bloomington an extra like twenty pounds than I do here. No oh joke. Oh
0: god, me too. Guaranteed. Butch.
1: How often did I order butches, Corey?
0: Dude, I, you your go to is the tuna melts. I would well, always tuna go for, melt. Yeah, the chicken. what else, Corey? You remember Uh, that sandwich? What was it? Oh, yeah. The Marlboro Mustang. Yeah. Marlboro Mustang is so good. His sandwiches are amazing. It's just his whole menu, man. And then, obviously, the drunk slice, the godfather slice, one of the best of all times. I could have put two kids through college, the amount I spent at Butch's in college. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That place, I missed that. I'm pumped for a Butch's reunion at some point soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was just talking talking to you, uh, the guy who owns Japan A. He was saying how, you know, times are really tough. A lot of the kids aren't really, you know, fully back. There's not as many students as we think. And he had to shut down his location. He's moving to a different location. Man. And we had some fun times there. Yeah. I know. I was like, it's crazy to think that that place would go out. Great sushi, great location. Oh, man. We had so many fun sake
1: bomb nights there. I used to get so excited, like getting a group together and doing that.
0: Oh yeah. That was the best. That uh, yeah. Japanese sushi bar. Oh, Great sushi bar was
1: phenomenal. That was me yeah. and uh Sean Rosenfeld's spot. We went there like twice a week.
0: Yeah. they give you the back room and do the sake bombs.
1: Yeah. It's I remember that. that. And then we had our spot, Corey. Uh, what was it? The Great wall, Great wall where we went oh, yeah. into a dumpling food coma. I've never had, never puked more in my life. <laughs> we, Corey and I were going, we, Eric Shipper, shout out cousin, Eric. Danny comes with us to Great Wall, drives us. We're just downing sake. I had a crush on the daughter at the time of the owner, and we were also trying to get them on, and we did get them on. So I bring over, Corey and I got like a bottle of whiskey or something for him. We go over there, just start downing shots of sake and eating. They just keep pouring dumplings on the table. Meanwhile, Corey and I, we thought Eric was drinking with us the whole time, or at least I did. <laughs> And it was just Corey and I. I have never been that sick in my life. Like, no joke. It was Which is rare. I
2: feel like you rarely get sick.
1: Rare. Very rare. Corey's seen a couple of those occasions in Bloomington.
0: Yeah, it definitely happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the dumplings, dumplings are part to blame.
2: There's I think so, too. Uh,
1: you know, I, uh, part of me thinks there was possibly food poisoning involved there.
2: The fuck?
1: I want to at least make that excuse, even though. I don't know if that was the case, but
0: yeah, you
1: know, my stomach could not handle it that night.
0: It was just the quantity of both sake and dumplings.
1: And on that note, guess who's here? 70s porn star. Yes. There he is, Questmaster Sean.
3: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Win Mike Rowland's Lunch. I'm your host, Sean Connell. Someone got a haircut.
0: That's true.
1: Oh, I got to go get my package, Conch. I'll let you keep
3: doing your intro. Let's get right our packages. Conj, I, I have not got mine yet. I understand there's some technical difficulties with your, <laughs> with your package. So if you lose this week, we're going to do a makeup punishment next week. I apologize <laughs> for that. Hey, no problem. Right. That one's oh, on I, me. I have yeah. my package. Game showing's is tough on whiskey. I can tell you that. <laughs> it was a rough night. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still feeling it.
0: Right. ice? is that iced tea?
3: Something tells me that's not whiskey. It's actually Kahlua. Kaj is a fan of the the spice. Kaj is going
1: alcohol early now.
3: Always alcohol early.
1: 5 o'clock somewhere. It's it's
3: actually 5 o'clock here. Hey, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today on Win Mike Roland's Lunch, we have two questions for each contestant. If uh, someone beats Mike Roland, they win his lunch. If they come in last place, they do the food Mm -hmm. challenge. And first up, we have... Whoa, okay. First up, we have uh, Dan Roland. Dan, how's your week going? Uh, Dan, quick question for you. Um, (laughs) What would you say your girlfriend is more, prissy or um, batty? You know what? Let's move on. We don't need to get into that. I know where your mind's going to... Your dirty mind's going to go. So... Your categories are Aloha, Out of This World, Seeing Red, That's Spicy, She Corny AF, and Old School.
2: I'm gonna do Sheep Corny AF.
3: Corny AF. Dan loves corny stuff. How many kernels does an average ear of corn have? Is it 200, 400, 600, or 800?
2: I'm gonna go with
3: 600. 600, and that is... Wrong. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. The correct answer is actually 800. Whoa. Dan, come, coming out the gate, 0 for 1 here. Kernels. Those kernels. Those kernels. Next up, ah, next up is Corey Aronson. Corey, your categories are Aloha, Out of This World, Seeing Red, That's Spicy, and Old School. Let's go
0: with old school.
3: Fantastic. Corey, uh, so not a lot of people know, but you're actually an extra in the movie. Old school is, uh, how was your experience working with Will Ferrell? Oh, it was amazing. Best part, uh, seeing him naked. (laughs) A lot of people say it's a life changing experience. (laughs) Uh, It it was. Awesome. I'm glad you know, that's true. I'm gonna, hopefully I'm lucky enough one of these days old school. Founded in Wichita, Kansas in 1916, this is the first fast food chain in the world. Is it White Castle, McDonald's, Wendy's, or KFC? It is uh, White Castle, Conch. It mm-hmm. is White Castle, and that is correct. What? Wow. Corey saying like a man who knows the answer. Harold and Kumar. Oh, yeah. Like- White Castle. They sold five-cent hamburgers at a series of food stands in 1916. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Corey up one, nothing early. Now up to our food king, Mike Roland. Mike, how are we doing today? Feeling a bit lethargic, Conch, but feeling good. Mike feeling lethargic. He didn't have his Kahlua this morning. So Long I'll, night. I'll have mine for him. There we
0: go. Care to elaborate, Mike? Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is this
1: HBO Max or what are we here?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, your four categories don't include cheeking, but they are aloha, <laughs> out of this world, seeing red, and that's spicy. Well, I, you, alum, we gotta go seeing red here. Seeing red, according to a two thousand seventeen study by the United Nations, which country eats the most meat per capita? Is it the United States? Argentina, Russia or Brazil. I'm going to go with Argentina. Argentina and that is oh I'm it's sorry. Brazil? Oh, double wrong. Get Amazing. What? Argentina, and Brazil are number we 3. And five. That's all they had was meat. Number 1 is good old USA.
1: That oh, was you too easy to said. of an answer. Damn, Conch, you tricked me on that. I thought that was such a shoo-in that I didn't even consider it. Yeah. Come That's
3: on. True. You know as fat Americans are going to win any food contest. Come on. Uh, <laughs> well, there we have it. That's the end of round one. So I didn't far, sleep enough, Conch. I, I blame the Zs or lack thereof. Well, you might not have slept enough, but at the end of this, you might get a little <laughs> snack as a result. After one <laughs> round. Corey's up one nothing, nothing. Can he hold on to become this week's champion and win Mike Rowland's lunch?
2: By the way, I'm still waiting on Mike Rowland's lunch from two weeks ago when I won. You still haven't given it to me. Uh,
3: You got a 24. You're the one who writes the food credits, probably. (laughs) Dan has to write himself a credit. I thought that was the host's job. My job is just to show up and not be too drunk. And <laughs> I'm barely holding that one together this week.
2: There he is, Quizmaster Sean. And folks, quiz- that brings up our sponsor, Fiverr, where we found Sean Connell.
3: <laughs> Fiverr, for $5, I'll do anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: there he is.
2: He's made <laughs> the big folks.
3: Yes, absolutely. Now round two. Let's get excited here. We have Aloha out ah, of this world and that's spicy. Dan, you are up. Aloha. Aloha, Aloha, Dan. Is it true you spent uh, seven years living off the coast of Hawaii doing nothing but fishing sardines with your bare hands?
2: It was six and a half years.
3: Oh, I'm. Uh, you know, my god, <laughs> fucking uh intern <laughs> over. <laughs> Rich, what the f- are you doing? <laughs> Unbelievable. My research department is garbage. Aloha! Which of these is not one of the top 10 experts of Hawaii in 2019? Is it coconuts, bottled water, macadamia nuts, or shrimp? Which one of these is not is not one of the top 10 exports? Shrimp. Shrimp, and that is oh, I'm sorry. The answer is coconuts. They don't actually export
2: many of them.
3: There we go. Who
2: the yeah. hell is shrimp from Hawaii?
3: Shrimp is actually Hawaii's number one food export. <laughs> oh, Dan, double buzzer. Hey, you, you should just have to do the punishment right there for that one. Yeah. Well, Dan's got zero so far, so he's Someone's really risk. dirt today eating dirt oh boy Corey! looks like me messing up your package isn't gonna work out too badly after all and you that's are right. up next so far we have that spicy and out of this world Ooh, i'll go that's spicy mm. that's spicy and for that one we have a visual aid seen here at 65 dollars oh i'm in the wrong direction Seen here at $65 per gram. Uh, This is the most expensive spice in the world. What is it? Is it clove, malab, fennel pollen, or saffron? Uh, I'll go with saffron, Quizmaster.
2: Saffron. That is correct. Damn. Nailing it. Corey, you're on the right side today. I I knew that he got that one. I just had a feeling. Dan is not pleased.
3: By weight, saffron is more expensive than gold. Really? They call it red gold. Wow, that's interesting. So gold, Bitcoin, and saffron.
1: Yeah, put
2: put your money in. Is it true that you have 87% of your money tied up in it?
3: It (laughs) is true. That's why I'm promoting it on this podcast. (laughs) The the other 13 is crickets. Crickets, absolutely. By the way, Dan... Maybe you're eating crickets again this week. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs>
2: How'd
3: they taste, by the way? We didn't really get a chance to explore that.
2: Not good. If not I, good. Yeah. If tr- I was on it, an island whoa. and the only thing I could eat were crickets, I'd starve quickly.
3: Those mm. looked like pretty big
2: ones. They were big, they were crunchy, and they were just. They were in chocolate covered. You need a chocolate <laughs> covering there. They were not a chocolate covered. Ah, well.
3: Sorry, Dan. We do our <laughs> best here. <laughs>
2: You're gonna
3: have so, to fire wreck so, so Mike, now here in order to make Dan do the food punishment, your question is coming up. Are we ready, folks? Okay. All right, let's go. Your question is, out of this world, scientists in the Netherlands have created plans for making farming self-sustainable on Mars. Which of these kinds of farms have they determined would be necessary to support a colony on Mars? <laughs> Is it vertical farms, organic farms, insect farms, or hemp farms? Hmm. I am going to go with hemp farms. Hemp mm. farms, and that is wrong. The right okay. answer is insect farms.
2: Wow. How would an insect live on Mars?
3: Inside. Uh, enclosed space uh, as part of a hydroponic colony and the coloni- colonizers will have to eat a lot of them. So if you're planning on living on Mars, mm. get ready to enjoy those crickets, folks. There we go. There we go. Now we got a tiebreaker between Mike and Dan. Uh, always exciting. Oh, yeah. Loser has to do the punishment. By the way, congratulations to our winner, Corey. This week's winner. dollars food credit. Yes. Coming in strong. Tiebreaker. Now for the answer to this tiebreaker, each going to write down an answer on your phones. That way you're not playing off each other's answer. No more advantages for going first or last tiebreaker. What is the current known record for the highest anyone has ever paid for a single wild caught bluefin tuna? Give you a second to write down your answers. Wait, can you repeat the question? What is the current known record for the highest anyone has ever paid for a single wild caught bluefin tuna? Oh, know? okay. A single fish. Got it. Got it. All right. We both got our answers written down. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Dan, what is your answer?
2: Well, I, I, you told me to put it down on my phone. So if I say my answer, Mike's going to reflect his off mine. I didn't How even about- write anything down. All right. Well, well, let's go. We
0: show at the same time. Oh, okay. There
3: we That's go. That's a great call. Let me to write conch, that down to the, then.
0: To the Conch countdown. To the
3: Conch countdown. The countdown. Conch, where's my pencil? Uh, the pencils are not provided by the show. We have a very low budget. That's why our interns are nothing but <laughs>
0: <laughs> You do the Instagram uh, All right. drawing.
3: Oh, nice. Wow.
0: Yes, it is.
3: Let me know when, Conch. All right, let's see our answers. We have 1.3 million and 1.2 million, incredibly wow. close, oh. and the winner is Mike Roland. 173,600 is the highest anyone has paid for a bluefin tuna. Nobody I was love close. That Dan
1: and I both did
2: over a mil. I don't know <laughs> what made me think that was like a. I just I mean, figured, I figured my, like the most expensive tuna of all time, yeah, it was probably like the size of a damn blue whale.
1: Yeah. I and, figure the way Michael Jordan, I heard loves fishing that there had to be a
3: million dollar fish in there.
0: I mean, not that far off. Yeah. Right? It was it
3: was a 440 pound bluefin tuna for $173,000. Wow. Yeah, you could get an Aston Martin with that.
0: looks like I'm eating sushi tonight. Wow.
3: Mm. Nice. Sounds delightful with your Mike Roland food credit because uh, you made oh, his lunch. And now Dan's eating what? It sounds like he lost let's, again, Let's right? see that package.
1: Oh, is Young Man here to witness this? And shout out to
3: Lodell.
2: I'll what be ordering does he have? my sushi
3: tonight. There we go, Corey. Got to you by Lode- Oh, oh yes. and, our, Ooh, yes. and our other sponsor, Mad Dog Three Fifty Seven oh, Sauce. You remember that flight with Jeff? Dumbass hot sauce. Oh yeah, oh,
0: okay. I've so seen this on uh,
2: on the Hot Wings Challenge Show. Oh, this is phenomenal. Oh so yeah, that's, that's where I got Dan it screwed. You got Dan anything? You got a
3: cracker or something, Dan?
2: I got some bread. You better get some milk,
3: boy. There we go. <laughs> 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 it doesn't smell that
1: bad. Oh, the smell isn't the problem.
3: Clocking in at 357 Scoville units. Make sure you do a nice
1: like, I Dan. You better actually get this on the taste buds. I don't want to see let's, a uh, like. We need a real dipping here.
2: Ooh, that's Ooh. good. That's <laughs> good. Let me let we some of that kind of drip off.
0: Yeah, looks like Dan's not going to be talking very much during the interview.
2: <laughs> Dan, Ooh, right when back yeah, that year, Dan's that, about to eat hot, hot like sauce
3: a, Is that like a danger, amount?
2: Yeah, no, no
3: uh, that could be. We're going to find out if it is
2: I got to take a little bit more off uh...
1: Dan, you got you to gotta just go ham here Or go sauce, whatever you want to call it I can't wait to Damn see the Give it a what second. A
3: trooper. Give it a burn it. <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. It Here it yeah. comes. It's coming. Oh. That's the face <laughs> of pure joy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> now
3: now you're supposed
4: only
1: to time. only time we're gonna play. have to probably go out of a water park.
3: Mm. Oh yeah. There he goes. Oh, Dan is, is going to have a Did tough
1: Dan time doing an interview now. In do we have to, I don't know if he ate enough.
2: I got to be back. Hold on. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, yeah. Win Mike's Rollins so Lunch has its first here. casualty. Thank you, Conch. We're bringing Jay Wong on. You're the man. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a great guest. And this great has been job. Win Take Mike's Rollins
3: Lunch brought to you by Lodell. Lodell, Thank you, your stomach get some Neat food. Bellies.
1: Thank you, Mike, Corey, and Dan. Dan, try not to die. Jay Wong, how's it going, buddy? Welcome.
4: What's going on, Mike? Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, perfectly fine. You
1: uh, caught us at a perfect time, Jay. My brother just lost. We do this fun game show every week with our buddy. And the loser had to eat a surprise package. And my brother lost, and he had to eat an insanely hot sauce. So I don't even know if he'll be back. He might be in the bathroom <laughs> having some problems right now.
4: This is kind of like a the take on on kind of like the hot ones, you yeah. Like the, the the show with the wings, right?
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's, oh. it's usually a, any mystery item today happens to be hot sauce, and he took a a large, a large bite to say the least.
1: Jay, is Canada, <laughs> I know you're up in Toronto. Do are they known at all for hot sauce up there?
4: Look, it is, it's in, so in Canada, it's, it's, uh, especially, so I'm, I'm just outside of Toronto and, uh, everybody when, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Toronto or, or been to Canada, whenever people come visit, they go, oh, you know, this is such a great place. Everybody is so nice. Everybody's, you know, courteous. Hey, what's like the cultural food here? And every time people are always like, "Well, you know, Toronto—it's known as like the most diverse and international place." So, AKA, we didn't—we don't really have our own kind of cultural food. We just have like the best of, you know, you of all the different cultures. Uh, you can't beat that. But there isn't—you know—I'm sure there are tons of places that you know that you know people are just obsessed and, and love hot sauce. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 kind of the take on that. Every MJ. time I hear people. Sorry, oh, no, it's no Mike, more, sorry, but
0: every time I hear people talk about Toronto, everyone says it's like the cleaner version of New York City. I've never been, um, but I it's only true. hear great things. Yeah. I
1: love Toronto, man. I got to come visit you, Jay. That's one of my you, favorite places on the planet.
4: Yeah, you guys, especially after this year. I mean, I look, come, come on in whenever this border opens up. Yeah. Um, I think you guys are going are, are gonna to have an absolute blast because you know I, I think that that's been a gift oddly enough from from the pandemic most Canadians typically they'll go and travel outside they'll go to the US they'll go to Europe they'll go all, all sorts of places everybody's you know has a newfound appreciation I think for for our own country in Canada
1: you guys have so many gorgeous cities and terrain up there it's I'm sure you've been able to just explore and run rampant
4: I, well so we were looking up uh, this the other day so Canada is like one of the top two or three kind of like biggest countries. I think in the world, and the population's about 33, 35 million, which is, if you, if you really think about it and put that in perspective, like that's, it's nothing comparative. I mean, like Italy has like 60 plus million, right? Ah. And Italy is this, you know, it's, 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 it's smaller hunt, a lot smaller geographically, you know? So there's so much land in, 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 in Canada. If you go out to the West coast of Vancouver, brilliant, beautiful out there. It's, 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 it's quite lovely.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's been a while. We'll be taking a trip soon when uh, we can get up there. And Jay, so take us through. What's the day in the life like for you throughout the pandemic? I mean, I've been doing a little homework on you. And I have to say, Paul, Corey, and Dan. Yeah, man, it's crazy to me how you were able to even pinpoint podcasting before podcasting was even a thing, which I'm like pumped (laughs) to hear about because it seems like everyone and their mother has a podcast now. But when you got into the game, that it
4: was not a sexy thing. No, 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 no. So give me some context here. You, uh, you guys, how long have you guys been podcasting now?
0: Corey, what's the
4: September
0: of 2019. And we really, you know, we just wanted uh, another outlet for our brands and, uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of just turned into a weekly thing and we're having fun with it and, you know, it's getting better as we get along, as we go along. It's been a fun ride.
4: That's awesome. That's a- well. Look, uh, StreamYard is not what it- every single time anyone sends me a StreamYard link, I already know it's going to be a party. It's going to be great. It's 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 just such a good time. But look, yeah. when when I started in, in podcasting, like five, this is like five years ago. This is not that long. It's not like you know, you, there's certain people you could probably interview. They were podcasting before like iTunes. They were like they were using technology that we we don't even reference oh, or, or even think of.
0: Jay, it's funny you say that because our, um, my best friend from school is actually his dad is the founder of Blog Talk Radio. Not sure if you're familiar with that. That Yeah, the radio host show. This was back in 2008, 2007, maybe. And, you know, anyone can host a radio from Blog Talk Radio. So sorry to interrupt you, but
4: no, no, no. It's, it's, it's all good. And, and, and look, like back then, it was called Internet Radio. And it was like, it was, and I love, like, when I walked in, to this virtual room. I love the energy going on here because it's kind of what, you know, it's, it reminded me of that essence of podcasting, right? Where people just said, Hey, let's get together. Let's jam out on some ideas. We all have this in common, you know, and let's post this out and let's start. This was before like the marketing lens that gets put on everything now. You know what I mean? Now people are like, you know, second guessing about a 15 second video these days. Right, because it needs to make the right offer, the right, you know, aspect of things. But you know, podcasting use, and it's still, in my opinion, it's still in this like wild west where yes, you can totally swear, yes, you could eat, you know, some hot sauce live on on the show, (laughs) you know, like and that's what makes it like that's the artistry behind it. I think that's what makes it fun. Um, but you know, to, to answer your question, five years ago, we didn't have StreamYard right? People weren't using Zoom the way that they have been using Zoom, you know, This especially during the, the pandemic and how Zoom has evolved. Um, and, and to be quite honest with you, it's not like I entered podcasting and thought, this is my life's calling. But, you, know, you know, let's go create the, the world's biggest, baddest agency around this and help brands and businesses do this, right? Because even 2017, people were looking at podcasting. I remember at that time where they were thinking, is this going to, you know, is this like, uh, you know, just a, a trend that's going to blow by? Is there a future in voice, right? I remember a lot of those conversations conversations happening then, um, but podcasting has had this amazing, you know, history behind it. And uh, it's kind of cool to see how we're leveraging live and leveraging all sorts of different mediums. And now it's evolving into something on its own, right?
1: Yeah, and Jay, what sparked your interest in in radio, internet radio, podcasting? and like as a kid, were you in the booth? Like, were you into broadcasting?
4: Yeah, so you know, Mike, that's that's a funny question uh, because look, um, we we over over there was Canadian Thanksgiving a couple weekends ago, and I always find that weird because I actually uh, even though I'm Canadian, I grew up in the U.S. I did middle school and high school in the U.S. So I, I did like the real years, like the developmental years in, in the US. And uh it's always weird sharing that with my American friends. Um, you know, that Canadian Thanksgiving, US Thanksgiving, it's it's like a six, seven-week you know difference. Um, but during that time, we were looking, it, it was just one of those Thanksgivings. Somebody brought out, you know, these like old family albums. Well, one of these photos, you know, here I am sitting in kind of with, you know, I guess the Bose headphones of you know, whatever the 1990s. Right. And, and there's a picture of me and, but look, I, it's not like I ran a radio show in, in high school. I didn't do any of those things. When I was getting into podcasting, I was trying to figure out how the heck do people make money at content marketing? How do you build an audience? How do you build an email list? What do you sell when you have any of these things? And how do you like connect all this, you know? And I tried, I think every other medium, Blogging, you know, let's blog every day. Like Instagram, Instagram wasn't what it was, you know. Now, right? Um, let's do video, YouTube. Yeah, let's let's set up and, and get the studio set up. Let's start recording some content. And podcasting just ended up being one of those things that I tried, and I just absolutely loved it. And I imagine, just like you guys, uh, to a lot of podcasters, there's just a certain there's a certain love about podcasting. There's something weird and intimate all about it and, and yet somehow funny. You feel like you could be yourself a little bit, for you sure. know, and, and that, and that's what I discovered about podcasting that the, the power of being able to record your thoughts and the power of being able to almost document, you know, your, whether it's, it's, it's a more personal brand approach, the whether you wanted to create content and, and handle certain objections for a business or, or a brand. Um, it gets kind of interesting how you're able to do that and how people listen to audio, right? Most people mm-hmm. listen to audio when they're doing something else, you know, sure. when they're gardening, when they're going for a walk or, 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 or a workout, right? So it's it's how can you be that voice with that person at all times? Not to get mm-hmm. all, you know, not, not, not to get all crazy and marketing and omnipresence and all that, but seriously, right? Like how could you be that voice of reason for them? You mm-hmm. know, that's really where it all began and I just started putting it together myself. I wish I had, you know, people kind of helped me kind of put that together. Um, but it, it just began qu- pretty organically.
0: And when did you when did I go far, it, Corey? I so say, how have you seen podcasting change since the pandemic? Since a lot of people aren't commuting to work and everyone's days are different. How has it really changed and, and what have you seen?
4: Yeah, this is so this is a brilliant question because we did we did about seven or eight podcast launches. Right in like the month of April and beginning of May, and the the reason I say that is because that period was crazy, right? There were so many of our clients that wanted to get out. They they felt like they wanted to you know have a voice of reason with all the chaos that that was happening, right? right. And that was we we didn't know what we know even now, right? That is just how the whole year was get, was going to unfold, and you know I would say in the beginning March April all podcast traffic was down probably 50 60 if not if not higher because people were freaking out right they mm. didn't have time to like hey i want to go geek out about you know marketing or i want to go geek out about you know gardening i don't, i want to go listen to my show i think people are really scrambling depending on which business you're in you're really trying to figure out what's happening in the world right. since then i think there's been a, a, a definitely an adjustment where now people are getting very used to hey, we're going to work, you know, uh, we're going to work at home, right? We're going to be mm. able to, you know, it, I, I think it's the, the 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 changes has happened more and more for people to be able to listen in. And I think it provided an amazing opportunity for live shows like this, because people are at home, right? They're at their yeah. office, like they can listen in. And even if they're like prepping some food for dinner or lunch or whatever it is, a lot of times they'll have that video out and they'll they'll have it playing. Um, because they, they, you know, and, and maybe before if they were driving and commuting a lot, that might not have been an option there.
1: Uh, Jay, let me ask you, when did you realize you had a knack for helping people? Like what, when did you even have the conviction to be like, Hey, cause that takes a lot of clout. Like, Hey, I can help you make money with your audience or lack thereof. How did yeah. you even get into the realm of that being a possibility?
4: Yeah, Mike. So this is, this is a, uh... It's not a story I actually share a lot, but I think it's a. Uh, I think a lot of your 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 listeners, especially for people that are bootstrapping and just starting out, mm-hmm. are, are 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 kind of thinking about this question, right? How do you first, pretty much, how do you validate the offer? How mm-hmm. do you get your first paying customers? How do you get that confidence and certainty in knowing that you could deliver said process or said, you know, yeah. what you're promising, right? And and look, here's the thing. I think at the beginning, it's a, it's it's a, it's all about you have this hypothesis, you have this theory, and you in some ways know that you could deliver on it, right? But you're not exactly sure because you haven't actually ran someone from A to B, if that makes any sense, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in the exact same boat, and I would say probably around the fifth or sixth month mark. So what ended up happening was when I launched uh, my podcast, The Interchange Maker, um, we, I, I figured out how to get shows into the top 100. I got my own show into the top 100 for, in Canada. And then because I was on a couple other shows, it started ranking in the US and that was cool, right? This, this was like, I, I was really surprised by the whole kind of, you know, how organic things were. You know, it got me like my first like 100 email subscribers, you know? And that's like, that was a big deal. It's not the, it's the 100, it, it, it was just massive because I didn't even know what I was doing, right? It gave you that and,
1: validation. Like
4: right at that get go right right in the beginning. But what I started doing is I just started sharing it with other kind of business owners in Toronto. I would go to some of these dinners. I'd get invited, you know, to some of these like entrepreneurial, you know, gatherings or, or meetups and, and dinners. And you know, I, I would feel so out of place, right? Because I didn't feel like I had a business at all. I didn't feel like I had any level of expertise. You know, I figured I was just somebody that was just plugging away and i would just share it right people were like hey what are you working on hey what do you what gets you excited right and i would just share it's like hey look we just i just figured out how to do this thing with with podcasting right and you know some of them would go on take some of those ideas you know we would have a second or a third conversation around it they would go and they would launch right and so probably around that fifth or sixth month mark um that was when i got asked to do a, a speaking engagement um actually in tampa this was year 2, two 2016 uh, PodFest. Okay. Shout out to, uh, Chris and Katie, the founders of PodFest. Um, and you know, they asked me to come down, you know, like on my own dime, right? Like I'm going to, you know, just share what what I'm doing around podcasting. And, you know, after I, I had given a talk, I didn't make any pitches or anything like that. Um, I was speaking with so many of the people in the audience and this lady came up to me and she said, look, uh, I'd love to learn from you. Could you tell me how your program works? And I said, Mike, uh, I, I I don't really have a program. Like, I don't really. This is not something I do. She goes, Oh, I I thought you you would at least have a, a program. You sound you know, sound like you know what you're talking about. And I'd love to be able to do this. Could you help me do this in the next? I don't know, 90 days, right? And I said, You know what? Hold on. I yeah, I have been working on something behind the scenes. I I didn't want to reveal it, but. Uh, Give me a second. Let me, let me, you know, uh, check in uh, with my, you know, assistant myself. Uh, Right. Uh, Let me, let me run the washroom and just like kind of, you know, clear my head a little bit. Long story short, I, I was able to get, you know, four or five different beta clients to work with just from that speaking engagement. Wow. It was paid right? And it was just from people I had organically met. I then put out the offer to my own email list, right? People in my own community, you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic, right? I'm coming back, I'm talking about it. I'm like, hey guys, uh, so we're doing this thing. It's like happening three weeks from now, right? Because even though I've never taught it, right? And nobody, and, and man, I had to, we had to run that course so many different times, so many different iterations, do you mm. know what I mean? To be able to even figure out what's the right process, Right. But that was how I saw it. I said, I didn't care about the money that we made right on in in the beginning. I wanted the feedback. Did Mm. it work? Right. Did it? Did did you learn it in that way? What didn't work? What didn't you like about it? Right. Should we have done this first and then talked about the tech? Should we have gotten you to record on the first week? Would that have helped? Right. I, I had no idea what was working, what was not. And after running it probably for about three, four different times, where I just did it live, none none of this like pre-recorded videos, you know. And that people would say, "Hey, wh- what do I say when I reach out to somebody?" Like, well, this is what I say. I don't know. This is this is my script, yeah, right? And so you, maybe you could change it accordingly, right? So it just kind of built from there, and we figured out really, really well what actually works for business owners, and it depends on where they're at right? Depends if they're six figures going to seven, depends if they're a bigger business, things just kind of went from there. And and that's actually how we started working with some of these bigger brands and bigger businesses in the agency.
1: Congratulations, Jay! It's incredible how you were able to just put yourself out there. And that shows what happens to our viewers. I wanted to ask you, Jay, because a lot of people will ask us at times, they want to start something, they're hesitant, they're afraid. You're clearly fearless. That's a common trend we see with entrepreneurs you have to put yourself out there and have that first step or it's never going to happen. There's never a perfect time. And look at the dots that connected for you. What piece of advice would you give somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur that's hungry to start something, but they're hesitant?
4: Yeah. So, you know, what's funny is that, uh, I had a call earlier today with a mentor of mine and, uh, she asked me, Hey, what do you, what do you think has changed? One kind of one of those questions of what has shifted the most for you in the last six months? Right. And and you know I, I you know there's a couple things that we have shifted within our team how we hire people all, you know all this like business and and marketing things, but I said you know on top of that probably just my belief right the belief of I think as a as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur as a, as a business leader you have to hold such a big vision for what you believe is possible, and even from the very very beginning, man I was scared out of my mind. Okay. And I don't care who you are and how big the business is. We work with eight figure entrepreneurs all the time. And let me tell you there, it's not that they're not, you know, it's not like you're less scared. Okay. You have more people, payroll's higher than ever. Your advertisement needs to work, right? Because it can't not work for a longer period of time. In fact, it's actually probably easier in the beginning, right? Because you're allowed more mistakes, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, I've always had that belief of like, hey, look, I might not know what I'm doing, but I'm going to take this, you know, whatever, call it limiting belief, fear, whatever. Let's lean into that, right? And let's just go and and see what happens. Let's, I have this theory that we could perhaps do this. Well, would somebody say yes to it? Will someone write me a check for it, right? Could I then go figure out how to build a team to be able to deliver on that, right? I, I, look, there's a million learnings. There's a million, you know, you know, lessons uh, along the way, which I'm sure you guys, you know, if, if we, you know, flip the script a little bit, you guys could probably share in, in regards to, you know, your brand and, and your business. Um, but that would definitely be the biggest advice. Just like go for it. Um, and don't worry about, you know, whatever limiting beliefs or fears that's going to exist on every level. I love it, man. And
1: yeah, absolutely. Jay, what would you say, like, I, I'm seeing it a lot, you know, on LinkedIn. I know the way you hit me up was awesome to come on our podcast, but how do you see, and you know, maybe we'll bring you on to help us build this more. I'm just curious with how many people have content out there and everyone only has X amount of time in the day. How do you help navigate that world in the podcast arena for people when you have, Literally the Joe Rogan podcast, the Business Wars podcast, everyone and their mother has a theme podcast now. So yeah. when you bring on a client, I'm sure that's their first thought is, okay, how are we distinguishing ourselves to peacock here? Like, what are we doing to captivate people?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think it all comes back to where is it that you want to go, right? We've worked with people, I'll give you an example, where they have a million, two million of Instagram followers, right? Or they'll come in with, you know, just millions of, of followers and, and social clout, right? Mm. But guess what? Their business a lot of times is broken. If if that probably non-existent, right? But that's okay if you're bought into that influencer business model, right? It's okay if that if you're cool with that and you you know what you signed up for, right? And you're like, hey, this is how we're gonna monetize. We're gonna do sponsorship. It's about getting even bigger brands and bigger names. Like if that's the game, right, mm-hmm. that you're playing, then, then that's cool. For most of the people that we consult with and that I've seen, it's actually a little counterintuitive to try to go big, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't forget, it's amazing what Joe Rogan has done, but how long has Joe been podcasting, right? I mean, you, you mm-hmm. gave me compliments on starting a few years ago, right? But Joe's yeah. been doing this for a decade plus of his life. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's we, let's let's. Time. Yeah. Let's let's take Tim Ferriss. Right. Big. You know, entrepreneurship, marketing, all things under un, under the the whole four hour brand. Right. But guess what? Tim didn't just appear. T- podcasting was like it was not even like the first thing he did. Right. He's written yeah. many books. Many audiences. Right. His audience is massive. Right. So I think for a lot of, especially if you're starting out, listening to this or watching this it's really answering the question, hey, what's the end game here, right? And and who are you trying to reach? Because you're right, the, it's the world's noisier than ever. There's okay. more podcasts more than ever, right? A couple months ago, Apple published that they had they over a million active shows. So how mm. in the world could anybody stand out? You're competing against the news, you're competing against you know your the election that's happening in, 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 in the US, right? Like, how, how is it possible to, for you to stand out? It's about understanding exactly who you want to be listening and speaking directly to their reality, their problems, right? Mm-hmm. You're using an external channel because it's external as in I can go into iTunes, I can go into Spotify, I can find it. But we try to use the same concepts as private podcasting. And this is something that you might not have heard a lot from or you might have, but it's what some of the biggest companies are doing these days the fortune 500s the fortune 1000s they're ready at the point where they're deploying private podcasts to track you know employee engagement right and they use it as an internal communications tool so we use a bit of a hybrid approach right but that's more or less how you're able to stand out is if you're relevant to your listeners problems and you can mm. add that two cents on it that's really where that you know you're going to get that binge listening type of effect
1: that's, that's fascinating. Yeah, I think it's been interesting for us, Jay, because like Corey highlighted, when we first started our podcast, and even now, it's not our business. Our business is our food delivery company. We looked at this yeah. as an inbound marketing strategy in a way where we're like, listen, we could build rapport, plant seeds, show faces, and then have guests on that are in our different markets. Naturally, they're more likely to be loyal to us than an Uber or Doordash. So. I think at this point, I think that's starting to work in itself, but then we've had people hit us up. It seems like there's potential for advertising. I just, even with your expertise, Jay, do you ever worry about certain clients where they just get inundated with advertising potential and it waters down their podcast? Because that's a fear of mine too.
4: Yeah. I mean, think about it. You guys started, you guys, you, you, you just said it, right? You guys started this podcast as a little bit of a inbound kind of marketing tool, right? Mm, right. Sure. So look, this is where I think people get lost. And especially when you go to like, well, when you could attend conferences, right? Any track around the monetization side of things usually gets the most people in the room, just something I've observed, right? And it's because people really want to crack this code. Okay. But here's the thing: If you go into all the popular Facebook groups around podcasting, I'm not going to name any, but you could you could just go on Facebook, search them, search mm-hmm. them up. You could just join the first three to five that that are there, and you know you're going to see a lot of individuals talking about podcasting, right? The general consensus around this, right, is that hey, you got to build, you got you got to get some like some like you know uh, repetitions in. You got to build up your audience, right? And then when you start getting to know your audience, you're gonna start figuring out, you know, what type of, you know, objects or, or affiliates or sponsors, right? A lot of these guys don't expect to monetize their audience without at least a year and a half, and that would probably be a touch premature for them, right? Or, or two or three years into doing it, right? And I've always looked at that model. And I, and this is a very traditional monetization model. The way they got to this model is this is how radio did it, right? Hey, we have mm-hmm. so, you know, we joined this network. We have so many listeners that were are listening to at, at this time. These are our shows. These are all the different hosts that we have, right? And how do radio, you know, make money. They're selling ads. It's a very traditional monetization method. But especially when nowadays we have different startups, we have different businesses entering the playing field. I think a lot of times you're the idea of chasing around any company or any third-party sponsor for a couple hundred dollars, heck, I'll even give you a couple thousand. I think it's not worth it short-term versus, hey, let's create an amazing community of, and, and maybe name your community, right, of, of these individuals, right? And have you guys, you guys have a business, great, have that be the sponsor. You know, have that be the official call to action right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have uh, a whole business, I, I, I don't know exactly what your food delivery, what makes it you know unique and, and different, right? But maybe we can build a brand around that, right? Because then mm-hmm. it's truly a marketing channel for the business. And you're not trying to chase, you know, a couple hundred dollars or even a thousand dollars around every single month, because you're building something that is around the community, the email lists, and you're ultimately having that, that hub where you're bringing all that together. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Makes a lot yeah. of sense.
0: Yeah.
1: That's uh, very enlightening. And Jay, with that, where do you see podcasting heading in the years ahead? Because you like you said, it's the wild west. I'm waiting for there to be way more consolidation and synergy. It just seems like there's all these octopuses moving around right now with eight legs just, you know, doing <laughs> a bunch of different things.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think this is how you know it's in it's it's kind of all, all over the place, right? We can't even get depending on who you're chatting with and, and which platform you you're using you can't even really get great statistics right on, on, on podcasts right and, yeah. and, and you could get downloads subscribers right like but it's still it's still a little it feels a little bit all over the place right you got to go exactly. over here they they accumulate all your reviews you go over there they accumulate all your rankings right and and, and you're right there is no kind of massive consolidation now the two biggest players iTunes, Spotify, right? If you were off every other channel and you were only on those two, you'd still probably retain about 80% of your traffic, mm-hmm. right? And so I think I would pay very, very close attention to how Spotify has been growing because it's not just very recent. I, I know with Joe and and you know how they're making their moves, but they've been acquiring companies left and right for pretty much over the last decade mm-hmm. to position themselves to be in a space where you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, they're, they're going to kind of duke it out, but you know, here's, here's the thing. Um, someone was just mentioning this to, to me that, uh, you know, Amazon is going to ultimately get into, get into the, the, the playing field. Um, and if you think about the network they have and the positioning that they have with audible, right. Mm. And a lot of our clients, they'll do something, you know, not just like an audio book with Audible, or not just have it up there for purchase, but the Audible has already been doing this, where they have original Audible programs, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, and and you can learn anything, right? It could be it's it's just a little more in depth. It's not an audio book, but it's like a pretty much taking like a live seminar and making it like a more fun audio to to be able to digest. I would look out for them to enter and make a big splash in the podcasting scene. Um, and there's certainly a lot of things that they're, they've been kind of teasing uh, for the last little while.
1: I, I love where your head's at with that, with Audible. That makes so much sense. And um, so Jay, do you kind of see things moving in a way where the Amazons, the Spotify's, the iTunes, Apple are kind of looking at like the old network days where you're having a bidding war for on-air talent for content purposes? Like I'm trying to envision how this looks where you have great podcasts being picked off and rolled in kind of like we see with Netflix, Amazon Prime, you know, paying top dollars for video. Yeah. Is it going to be the same thing with podcasting?
4: Well, I, I think it's 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 pretty natural. Like, as in, like, it's already happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many people that we chat with that go, hey, our show got picked up by our iHeartRadio, right? Mm-hmm. Or our show got picked up by this other network, right? I, I still think that depending on where it is that you want to be able to go, right? Depending mm. on what your personal end goal is or what you guys want to see the show go, I think the the power of podcasting has always been that you could say whatever it is that you want on your mind, unrestricted, right? Unfiltered. It doesn't even have to sound good. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. even need the mic to be able to do it. But I think that's always been, at least for me, what I have seen podcasting, like be this, this awesome, unfiltered, raw audio type of, you know, experience, right? Now it's getting kind of crazy, right? You have true crime shows happening, you know, in one direction. Um, you have every other business or, or entrepreneur or personal brand that wants to get into the space, right? But ultimately, it's I think it's about how do you build a great show? how do you build a great community? And if your end goal is, Hey, we want to be a part of a network or get picked up by Spotify or audible or what have you, you're going to need just almost like, Hey, let's all write a book together, you know, and I Mm want to get the the best book deal that publishing house is also going to want to know what audience do you have? What message do you have? How consistently have you been doing this? Right? What's your email list? How do you market yourself? They're going to want to know that you're bringing some of these assets to make sure that, you know, their network or, or you know, however it's set up that they're going to win with having you on the team as well. Jay, I with, I've
0: seen video podcasting getting more prevalent. Um, do you think in the future, maybe a company like Netflix will have a show that just features podcasts or, you know, those big networks, um, you know, just following even companies like Barstool Sports. If you see now all their podcasts are now video recorded and people tend to watch those. I think they like watching you know, yeah. Every single podcast, in general, is obviously just getting more yeah. uh, prevalent on video.
4: Yeah. I, I look. I, I think it's an amazing distinction because we we could probably all agree, right? We're certainly living in the golden age of video and audio, you know. And I think Joe Joe Rogan did. Uh, you know, he he kind of led the way on this, where he would do these three hour types of interviews or two hour interviews right? But then there would be so many of these mini clips, you know, video has always proven from an advertising perspective, to get a higher click through rate to get people to watch a micro piece of content, right? But where it drops off, I think, and this is, you know, now that people are staying at home, it kind of skews it a little more, right? Because people could just have it playing and and they could have headphones on and and be doing something else in in the other room. But a lot of times, audio is still always kind of like the front runner, for longer, you know, kind of longer form content yeah. versus video has always been, Hey, let's take these power clips, right? Let's take these, let's, let's take these videos and be able to do that. I think it's amazing what a lot of, even like bar, uh, barstool, uh, sports, like they have all these clips, right. That, that are playing out. And now video is, is, is another channel for them. Um, it's a completely different beast though, right. Different right. algorithm different kind of, you know, uh, posting and, and what works over there. Um, I would certainly focus on one and then add in the second one down the line.
1: Mm. Yeah. Know your niche and just attack it. Yeah. And Jay, we have to ask you being in the food delivery business and all what, what's been your food habits like throughout the pandemic? Do you order in, are you a cook?
4: Uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good question because, uh, my partner, she loves, she loves to cook. And so, mm. What we'll do is uh, we've tested out all these like um, I mean we'll 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 do like takeout and and food delivery every every so often. But one of the things we've done since the the pandemic is go through all the the kind of they'll what is, is like they'll send you the meals right oh, yeah. kind of like put day. it together. Yeah, kind of like oh, the, the, well. the, the yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well fresh. yeah, exactly all all those. Um, so we have kind of ran through a bunch of them. We found one that we like. I think it's nice, like as a as like a different kind of, you know. Let's make dinner together, or you know, let's let's try something new. Um, right. But yeah, we, we we got some you know favorites for sure uh, from a what's your, food what's your delivery go-to
1: stand. restaurant in Toronto.
4: Uh oh man, so many. Do you guys? Uh, how do you guys feel about burgers?
1: Great, I, I feel great about all food besides raw onions, Jay. Yeah. <laughs>
4: That's actually the specialty in in Toronto. It's like a, one of these hidden gems, right? The the raw onion restaurant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Jay, to end it here, last meal on Earth would be what your death row meal?
4: Calories. Oh mean man, I know. I should. I should. I even saw that you were gonna ask me that, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't even like think about it or, or wow. prep it. Um, all right, so okay, it's it's got there's um, I have a couple meals. Um, mm-hmm. So my background is uh, my parents are from Hong Kong as well as China. So there's a couple Cantonese dishes that is that are simply amazing.
2: Love if it that. was really
4: a last meal type of type of scenario, like a combination of like barbecue pork with like duck marinated and like soy sauce, with like rice and veggies. very, very mm. simple, but man, it is, it hits the spot.
1: Jay, now I want Chinese food. Like I think I'm going to have to eat dumplings tonight. I I, <laughs> I, ask these guys, I eat dumplings like three days a week at least. So I don't need much of a trigger to get in that mode. And now you just yeah. got
4: to Well, d- yeah. Dumplings on Mondays. I mean, that's, that's how, you know, you, you guys are, are doing well. Man. Dumpling like, that's that's crushing. It. Yeah. It's
1: a yeah. thing. So Jay, where can our viewers see you? Where could they find you? Your podcast, your brand.
4: Yeah. So uh, if, you so two two different places. Uh, one is doneforyoupodcast.co. Uh if you want to break down uh, watch me break down our entire kind of system, maybe take it, take it, run with it, see what you could do with, with it, uh co. And if you want to listen to the podcast, the inner change maker, we're going through a, a rebrand right now. Uh, we're gonna be posting some interviews and, and new episodes there very soon.
1: And if somebody hypothetically wanted to hire you what's the what's the most seamless way to get you on board
4: yeah so doneforyoupodcast.co that's mm-hmm. going to be probably the easiest way of grabbing a slot and having a conversation each show we do is so custom mm-hmm. based on the ROI plan of that business um, we really want to be able to maximize that for all of our clients. So that's really where we want to be able to see, Hey, what makes the most sense for you? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't make sense to launch a podcast, but yeah, done for you that's, that's where you can definitely dive in.
1: Jay, maybe we'll bring you on to help us with bootstrapped in the trenches.
4: Yeah. That could be a nice little second episode, We we'll just yeah, we'll right? just use you guys as like a case study almost. Hey,
1: I, I love being the human Guinea pig. Nothing better than that. <laughs> Well, yeah, Jay, we really appreciate the time, man. And I'm, I'm pumped to talk offline because I really respect what you've done. We're very excited to keep building this podcast. And maybe there's some synergies there with your team. And, uh, hey, man, time for some dinner. I'm starving.
0: Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot, Jay. Great to have you on. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice meeting Thank you guys. You. Next time we'll have dumplings.
1: Can't wait. Oh, and we'll Damn. be coming to Toronto soon, Jay. We got to do the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's been way too long.
4: <laughs> Dan Dan was saying he loved the hot sauce from earlier. Oh, so you could tell, right? He's, he's, he's going to be bringing that with, with the dumplings. Hey, we actually oh,
1: my brother, Jeff, my, who's our youngest brother. When we went to New Orleans, I put hot sauce in his drink on the plane. I've never man. heard someone scream louder in
4: my life
2: besides I don't know, those if, I hang, tel- I,
4: I don't know if I want to hang out with you guys. Let's keep this virtual. <laughs> Everyone bring your own dumplings, right? Watch out, do you, yeah, do you, do you guys sorry. deliver in Canada? I mean, it would be a little Hey,
1: it's time to bring Lodell to Canada, Jay. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I appreciate right, you guys buddy. having me on. It hey, was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. Talk to you soon, buddy. Take, Take care. care. That was awesome, Jay. Yeah, Wong, Dan, I know you were Sean hit you hard there,
2: man. <laughs> I knew you were screwed when I saw that bottle. I was like, Dude, oh that was man, a, that was a brutal like 25, minute of course period. it was. <laughs> And then I like recovered. So here's what I did after I got this hot sauce or whatever. I chugged milk and then chugged this like protein shake I had and then like almost puked because I had chugged (laughs) so much dairy. And then I started eating a hot dog bun, which is what made me feel better. And then I came back here and then like rubbed my eye. And that's why my eyes started burning like crazy. And yeah, it cash. Was getting you good today. I'm I'm doing, now I'm doing good. The conch texted me. He's like, "You all right, dog?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> that yeah, man. I'll tell you that hot sauce is. Remember in New, I'll never forget New Orleans, Corey. I had to sign a waiver for this hot sauce that I got. Like literally, I think people have died from touching this. Jeez. Uh, yeah it would i'll never forget jeff on that plane my dad i've never seen him more upset like pissed off in my entire life than on that plane and there was this guy in front of me with a cowboy hat he's like boy you are in trouble Like I'll never <laughs> forget that because he saw that i pranked jeff and like was watching the whole thing unfold it was unbelievable
0: i love how jay probably thinks that prank went down like this year when <laughs> <Right>? yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: you're right because now he's like oh i gotta watch out like we'll yeah. out for poutine with jay and uh you know that they're big in poutine in Canada with the flash. Oh, yeah. He'll be like I'm looking out. Like, does Mike have the hot sauce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Jay's a great guest. That was fun. Yeah. I wanted to ask him about Montreal Bagels. Oh, they're the best. Well, you know, guys, we gotta do a trip to
2: Canada. A I know, road, right? man. I've been trying yeah, to get seriously. To
1: well, actually, Daniel Leong, who we had on the air here, he invited me out to San Francisco. Um I'm probably gonna go out there before Scottsdale. He's from Vancouver. So if we ever want to make a trip up there, he'll be happy to show us around.
0: Definitely on my list.
1: Corey, what's for dinner tonight?
0: You know what? At, 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 I was first uh, craving—I was craving sushi to start this with after that uh, yellowfin or bluefin tuna talk. Mm-hmm. At Quizmaster Conch, I had some really bad Chinese food last night, kind of put me off. Oh boy! So I, uh, I need something like safe tonight. You know, safe. Maybe breakfast for dinner. Maybe breakfast for dinner. That could be a great, great call. Maybe some whole well,
1: eat- It's a very easy safe play. Dan, I know
2: you're going to be treading carefully. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly feeling completely back to normal. I had a rough half hour stretch, but I'm good now. What are so do you yeah. doing? I don't know. We're about to actually go look at because our lease is about to be up. We're going to look at this house. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Oh,
1: shit. Well, yeah, I should just wait to get down there then until you get in a new sick place.
2: Going to be in a new place in December.
1: Perfect. Well, that's easy then. That's settled. Yeah. I'll just come down there before the Florida. By the way, Shep, Corey, got, you remember Eric Shepard. Shout out yeah. to Shep. Got set up in Miami for six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Said it's, been a great,
2: been great. it's been great. What's he doing down there? Just
1: with his girlfriend. They got a house there. He's like, man, I had to get out of New York, switch it up for a bit.
0: He's like, it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. If I can find someone to take over my lease, I'm definitely doing it.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm going to, well, I decided I'm going to go down there uh, end of December until, well, whenever we need me on the road for on the ground stuff. But what, Florida. Florida. are you going to Florida or
2: St. George? Me? Yeah. Corey's not.
1: St. George. Yeah. St. Isn't
0: that where Sarah's family is? Sarah does have family in St. George. If we launched St. George, I would definitely go down there. It's like hot all year long too. But you were thinking Florida. Yeah, honestly, I just need to. I need some warm weather. I feel like yeah. I'm just over New York right now.
2: I feel that.
0: Corey, yeah. can you take us through this? Safe George is always hot. Thing is, this like an oasis. Like, what's the? Deal? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's so like uh, south of Utah. I think it's like closer to Arizona and like Nevada. And yeah, is I, I it close looking, to Alaska? like not too far? I would. It can't be that far. I think it's like southeast where, mm. yeah, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I think Flagstaff's like Northwest in Arizona, not hundred percent positive, but I know that um, I was looking at November weather and it was like eighties. Like right now wow. it's in the nineties in St. George. Better get out there. Yeah, it's supposed to be nice. Go fry some eggs on the sidewalk and market Odell. <laughs> hey man. All
1: right guys, well, this has been fun. Uh, subscribe to us, bootstrapped in the trenches. I actually have another guest tomorrow for us, Rob Ciolis out of Orem, Utah. So, you know, when I had, it was at a commission a couple of weeks ago, I had to push back a couple of guests. Just happened back to back weeks, two guests. So, Corey, don't even worry about it tomorrow. I'm sure you're preoccupied. And Dan, I don't know what you're doing, but I'll. Uh, we could decide if you guys want me just going one on one with him, whatever. I
2: mean, just do one on
1: one. Cool. All right, guys, this was fun.
2: All right. Talk to talk to you Bootstrapped in the trenches, making moves going all out. Every
0: day, handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady, keep it moving. So, you gonna want to tune in. Get low down. It's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation.
2: This is history up in the making. We just want to be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.